0: To obey organized government
1: is life. To disobey is death. death. This is your FBI. Step into the incredible, amazing future.
0: Welcome to Free World Theory, the podcast you're not supposed to listen to. A Chaz Holloway production. I'm Bill Hergensen. In episode 12, we introduced the definition of property, the most fundamental part of any society. In this episode, a deeper explanation this is episode 13.
1: Just to remind you, the definition of property is an individual's life, actions, and all non-coercive derivatives thereof. There's a strange term in this definition, derivatives. The word derivatives refers to the four types of property, life, mind, human actions, and tangible things. These four kinds of property are called derivatives because they come from your life. First, you have biological life. This happens before anything else. And the first thing the free world theory definition of property says is that you own you. Parents don't own their children. When a person is born, they're born with their own property rights and a parent's responsibility, when they have kids, is to protect them and help them develop until they can take over managing their own lives and their own property rights. This definition says the plantation boss cannot own slaves. Companies don't own their employees. People are not property of their governments. This may seem to be common sense, but many politicians don't agree. In the monarchy days, for example, everyone was said to be owned by the king. In modern times, politicians have tried to regulate what you eat or drink or smoke or how you get health care. like the management of your biological life belongs to the state. They also draft you in times of war. When the state controls your life or your actions, it's called slavery this is what politicians do in congress they pass laws to legally allow slavery but free world theory is a science and science identifies how things are in nature not how politicians want them to be in nature only you can own you i'm chas holloway for free world theory the best
0: slaves are the ones who think they're free you're listening to free world theory
1: The second kind of property, or derivative of your life, is mind. This means your cognitive processes. Your thoughts and ideas, your opinions and beliefs, your memories, emotions, and goals. All the things in your mind and subconscious mind are your property. Now I'm going to say something that should be obvious. Mind is a function of brain. Only individuals can think. There is no such thing as the mind of society. And here's where many politicians and journalists get it wrong. They often use catchphrases like the national will, the public trust, the people are in favor of policy X, and so on. These things don't exist. There is no such thing as national will. There is no scientific evidence that society can think or that the society has a mind. This is like believing in ghosts, or the rock god, or the sky god. It's a superstition. There is no such thing as the mind of society. Only individual people have minds. This lingo probably started as a shorthand way of speaking about majority rule voting. When these idioms began, people realized it was just an expression. But over the years, apparently, many people forgot. Today, many journalists and academics actually believe there's a thing called national will. And many politicians use people's belief in national will to manipulate them. For example, listen to this quote. quote the individual should come to realize that his own ego is not as important as the interests of the nation as a whole. A nation's spirit and will is more important than the freedom and will of the individual. This state of mind that subordinates the interests of the individual to the good of society is the first premise of a truly human culture, unquote. In other words, the nation's will is more important than the individual's will. This sounds like something you'd hear in a political debate today. But this quote was by Adolf Hitler, who is a master at using the idea of national will to manipulate people. There is no scientific evidence for the existence of national will. It doesn't exist. I'm Chas Holloway for Free World Theory.
0: This is Free World Theory, the podcast you're not supposed to listen to. Esta é a Teoria do Mundo Livre, o podcast que
1: não é permitido ouvir. The third kind of property, or derivative, is human actions. Your actions are your property. If you lived alone on a desert island and never interacted with anyone else, you could act in any way you want. There would never be an issue. But we humans are a pack animal. We're social. And if you live in a society, your actions involve interaction with other people. When people interact, sometimes they help each other gain. But sometimes, one person can cause another person a loss. For example, if an IRS bureaucrat freezes your bank account, that causes you a loss. If you hold up a gas station that causes a loss to the gas station owner, free world technology, which I'll talk about later, is about coordinating human actions so people don't cause losses to each other. The fourth kind of property, or derivative of your life and actions, is your tangible things. This means material things. Tables and chairs and money and houses and so on. This also includes your contracts or smart contracts because all contracts have to exist in a physical medium. Tangible property has a unique quality. It's the only kind of property you have that can exist in a location other than where you physically are. This is what the word derivatives means in the definition of property. It refers to the four kinds of property. Every person has their life and actions, and anything they can gain with their actions that does not involve coercion is their property. I'll explain scientifically what coercion means in upcoming episodes. I'm Chas Holloway for Free World Theory. Free World Theory, the podcast, where reason
0: isn't just a slogan.
1: There's a difference between property and natural resources. Some things are not a derivative of any person's life. For example, rocks. Rocks would be here whether we existed or not. Since rocks are not a derivative of anyone's life, they are not property. Neither is the air, or oceans, or electrons, or hydrogen, or the electromagnetic spectrum. There is no such thing as property in nature. Property is a human invention. However, the exclusive use of a natural resource, like rocks or electrons, can be property. Here's how a natural resource becomes property. It's always a three-step process. First, you intellectually define a thing. For example, you notice a single rock on the beach. You separate it from the background. Second, you value the thing you decide, I can use that rock as a paperweight on my desk at home. Third, you control the thing. You pick up the rock and pocket it. Now, the exclusive use of that rock has become yours. It works the same way with a land claim. Imagine you want to claim land that's never been claimed before. First, you define an area of land that you want. Second, you make a public statement that you intend to exclusively use it for some specific purpose. You declare that you value the land. Third, you control the land by surveying, setting out markers, maintaining its borders, then cultivating it for some stated purpose. All property comes into existence this way. Definition, value, control. And it goes out of existence using the same three steps. For example, imagine the wallet you carry every day. You have in it cash, ID, credit cards, photos, and so on. You know it intimately because you use it every day. One day, however, it's gone. You look everywhere in panic, you can't find it. You've lost control of your wallet. This thing that you had with you every day, you now have no control over whatsoever. What do you do? Well, you cancel your credit cards, you apply for new ID, you buy a new wallet. Three months go by, and by then your wallet is losing value to you. As you replace your stuff, it becomes less and less important. Finally, after years, you're even losing your ability to recognize or define your old wallet. The image of it has grown vague in your mind. Was it black, was it brown? You can't remember. If 10 years later someone found your old wallet and mailed it to you, you might not even recognize it. So property goes out of existence by going backwards through the same three steps that brought it into existence in the first place. Control, value, definition. To successfully build a decentralized world and a free society, a social management system has to be based on this free world theory definition of property. You can't use John Locke's 250-year-old concept of property because it's ambiguous you can't use the bundle of rights system either, because it only tries to resolve the ambiguity over what property is with a central authority controlling everything at gunpoint. The free world theory definition of property works because it's the first non ambiguous definition of property in history. I'm Chas Holloway for Free World Theory.
2: When did the idea of freedom first appear in history? Episode Episode six. Are we living in a brave new world? Episode one. Why are science and politics exact opposites? Episode seven. What is a decentralized world? Episode four. What is the scientific definition of freedom? Episode Episode nine. nine. Energize the power of freedom check out Free World Theory, the podcast.
1: Universities offer courses with names like sociology or political science, poli-sci, or courses with even fancier names like socioeconomics or cognitive implications of sociodynamic systems theory. But, when it comes to actual scientific understanding of society, what's being taught in universities is essentially zero. For example, sociologists should at least know how to define the term society. That's what their subject is all about. But they can't even do that. Here's how a sociology textbook defines the term society. I've shortened this. The actual definition in the book was about three times as long. It says,
2: The term society does not only refer to a thing, a distinct group of people in a state, a family, a corporation, a school, a church. It also refers to a way of acting, to how things function, a mode of human experience. We live in a society and obey its rules. People as social actors participate in each other's lives. They act towards, with, and against each other. Society has many sides, and these sides coincide with the different ways in which society is studied across the various social sciences. Society is constituted by various social structures and is therefore qualitatively pluralistic. Society includes all the different institutions, organizations, and relationships which have made up and continue to make up human life throughout history across the globe. Society as the social structures of human responsibility is also the social structuring of our vocation, Coram Dio. Wow!
1: That sounds really sophisticated. With stuff like mode of human experience and qualitatively pluralistic, the writer even threw on some Latin, Coram Dio, which means in the presence of God. But if you look at what's actually being said here, the author of this is totally confused. He's just pretending to have a definition of society, but he actually has no clue. Free world theory, on the other hand, is real science, and science simplifies. It doesn't obfuscate. We don't need to make things sound complex with a meaningless technical vocabulary. In the next section, the free world theory definition of society and civilization.
0: You're listening to Free World Theory, available worldwide wherever podcasts roam wild and
1: free. Here's the free world theory definition of society, which is a useful one and very simple. Society is defined as a gathering of individuals to exchange property. Remember, property is not just tangible stuff. It's also your life, your ideas, and your actions. People trade ideas. They trade labor, education, arts, love, Society is organized around property. Exchanging property is the only reason society exists. As people exchange property in society, they also build a thing called civilization. What is the definition of civilization? I want you to imagine two pictures, a before picture and an after picture. The before picture is of Manhattan Island in the year 1626 when Peter Minuit of the Dutch East India Company bought the island from the Indians, allegedly for $24 and some trinkets. The after picture is of Manhattan Island today. Every inch of it is covered by roads and skyscrapers. Question. What is the essential difference between these two images of the same place separated by 400 years in time? answer, property. In the before picture, there's near 100% natural resources and near 0% property. In the after picture, things have reversed. There's near 100% property and near 0% natural resources. The ratio has inverted. Civilization is defined as the conversion of natural resources into property. Remember the four different kinds of property Civilizations have architecture, the tangible stuff. Think of the Egyptian pyramids, the Parthenon, the Roman Colosseum. Civilizations have economies. The marketplace is an arena of human action. Civilizations have intellectual property, literature, language, math, science, and art. Property is the single most important aspect of any society and of any civilization. I've spent this entire episode explaining the definition of property because it's the single most fundamental concept in all of free world theory. I'm Chas Holloway. You've been
0: listening to Free World Theory. In our next episode, Operational Definitions Explained. You'll meet Nobel Prize-winning scientist Percy Bridgman and the role of cause and effect in science. The Free World Theory podcast is written and directed by Chaz Holloway. Also heard in this episode were Kimberly Burke and Hayden Jones. I'm Bill Hurgenson. For more information, visit freeworldtheory.com. The Free World Theory podcast is copyright 2021 by Charles Holloway.